that we can all just for a moment sit and be together, knowing that you are with us and you are for us. And that in these moments where we can just maybe hear our own heartbeat or realize that our lungs are inhaling some new air, that you are with us and that we are not alone. Sometimes it's difficult for us to understand maybe this 
frustration um, that Moses has with God. He, he tells him that it's like he's reminding God, listen, <laughs> the Israelites are free now. Please remind them that you are their God. Please show them that you are their God. And in that, help me by showing yourself to me. Because even though Moses most probably didn't know it, but he had a like a, a go-to to understand for what God should look like and be. And then um, God says, he will, um, okay, Moses, I hear you. And if, you're, uh, if you focus for a moment, uh, I will pass by you my goodness and grace and everything like that and if you are maybe lucky you will see my back as it's translated in um, most of the English translations or your, your behind even in the Hebrew the, the word means actually your behind <laughs> you will see my behind and for us, that sounds like something interesting, something vague. It's uh, like our understanding of air. Okay? I can feel the air, I can blow it up, but I can't see it. And then one of the many things that helped me to maybe understand this concept of God a little bit more is a common dream, which I don't know, but it was in the things that I read. Uh, about a Jewish uh, rabbi's understanding of what is happening here between Moses and God. It's God is maybe saying to Moses, you will know that I was here. You will see my shadow. Uh, uh, and that's actually a beautiful metaphor because if you maybe stand uh, tomorrow and you look towards the sun and your shadows behind you or wherever, it's like it's always a little bit in your past. Right? So a metaphor we're playing here. And then the commentary goes on by saying like, we can only know God because of the past. What He has shown us. So we can't see Him in the future, but we can meet Him in the shadow, in the past. So Moses is now dealing with this metaphor, this understanding of God, and now he's trying to go back down to the Israelites to remember them, who their God is. Because what was one of the biggest first mistakes the Israelites did when it came to their understanding of God? What was their biggest desire when Moses was up on the mountain? They made a gold statue. Because they needed to feel God. They needed to understand who God was. They needed to see God. Because that's how they understood God in the Egyptians' way of life. That's how they must understand God today. So it's confusing. When <laughs> Moses comes down the mountain and he says, and God, well, God told me, I have to tell you, I am. I am. That's <laughs> like, please show him. You'll meet him in the past. <laughs> you won't see him in the shadows. Okay, great. Where do we go to? To the promised land? No, no, no. <laughs> let's say Moses. Let's just for a moment to understand that we are following um, a new God, uh, 
our God and we need to see and feel and touch Him. So it's very important to understand this reality when it comes to the kings. Because this is the beginning of Israel's uh, struggle. Uh, reality of life is they need, they have a need to feel and to touch. Imagine trying to love someone today, a normal human being, um, but you have never seen them, you've never smelled them, you have never touched them, you have never even got a glimpse of who they are. But the middle man tells you he loves you. But who is he? He is your shadow. He is your past. The metaphors coming through. And then we have to understand that God is trying to teach the Israelites who He really is. And for Him to do that, He needs to break down the understanding of who He is. So every now and again, God, like, it's like He slips. Like after the call, what happened? We get that. Commandments. Well, even part of the process. It's like every now and then God slips. Uh, okay, great. I will do something physical for these Israelites. Let's give them some money. Let's give them some water. Let's just keep that physical part of them alive as well because it's like you understand that they need to feel and smell and understand the way that they have. Now, a, a simple way to explain that is for me today is irrelevant who told me this or who told me this but when I stop my car before I drive off I put on my safety belt I remember when I was still very small that wasn't the law and when that law came in it was one of the biggest frustrations my dad had is because now he needs to put this daddy belt over him you know because it's law <laughs> and, and that's the same thing yeah. it's like they understand life with a seatbelt and now Somebody's telling them to stop living without a seatbelt. So, to continue on, uh, we have to read. Uh, well, this is, this is one of the craziest things, mind breaking things Israel needed to learn. It's one of the first things God taught Israel. One of the first things, right? If it wasn't even the first thing of the, they have been escaped from the Egyptians. Is that there is a day for rest. So just for a moment, once again, I said, okay, I'll be, I'll be lenient. Today it's like totally different. I'll work one day and rest six, I won't work. No problem. But it's one of the things, and that's, that's how God showed himself in the past, teaching his people who he is. So we see it as, yes, the Sabbath was put into place so that we can rest, but actually it's God telling them that you are not slaves anymore. And that there is time to rest, to breathe, to have fun. Even though you will still work six days, because I've realized for many years now you've worked until you know your last break. Mm. I will slowly but surely teach you the way of life. Right, so we, let's read 1 Samuel 8 from verse 1, uh, 1 to 9. I don't have the Bible with me, is it not the Bible with you? Yeah, that's a good idea. 1 Samuel 8. So we're going to read the beginning of the Kings, right? 
because in one circle we start understanding a completely new thing. So there's been many prophets, there's been a promised land, there's been miracles, there's been everything you would desire or wanted to see for God to prove himself to be alive and to be over there. So Samuel was one of the last uh, really amazing prophets in their time before the king. When Samuel grew old, he made his sons, judge, uh, sons judges in Israel. The oldest son was named Jewel, and the younger one, Abiah. They were judges in Beersabah, but they did not follow their father's example. They were interested in only making money, so they accepted bribes and did not decide uh, they did not decide cases honestly. So, just for a moment here, see history repeat itself, mm -hmm. right? Then all the leaders of Israel met together, and went to Samuel in Rome, Ramah, and said to him, Look, you are getting old, and your sons don't follow your example. So then, appoint a king to rule over us, so that we will have a king as the other countries have. So what do we want? What we can see, what we can feel, what we can maybe understand a bit better. So now we just need to understand you for a moment, right? This is a community of people that went through 40 years in the desert, seen miracles, seen everything you most probably today want to show people to like on birth. <laughs> it's like, that's your birthday. And they have this desire to say, your sons is failing and you are old, so uh, let's get a king. Samuel was displeased with their request for a king. So he prayed to the Lord and the Lord said, listen to everything the people say to you. So God for the first time gave him, you are not the one they have rejected. I am the one they have rejected as their king. Ever since I brought them out of Egypt, they have turned away from me and worshipped other gods. And now they are doing to you what they have always done to me. So then listen to them, but give them strict warnings and explain how the kings will treat them. It's like, have you ever done something kind to someone? went completely out of your way to prove him your love, your forgiveness, your grace, your acceptance, your friendship, and then they just say no. And then you feel like really, really kicked in the face, like super ultimate punch with like pie. That's <laughs> like and the and the disgrace you feel in your heart break broken as you felt. That is what God made me say. I'm done with the bites in the face. And I will be gracious in a way of telling you it's okay. Let's try the key version and I'll be kind. Be warned. For they will do things. And now we can stop there. But just for a moment. A king was a normal human being normal desires and we will go into them and their lives and we will most probably be lightly on it because there's so much detail and everything like that but it's like God said you think you know what you need but 
you're actually just digging yourself back into a deeper grave. So here we need to stop. For a moment in your own life, we need to reflect and think. Where have you maybe asked God or a friend or whoever for a breakthrough or for help and it never came? Who here has never asked God for a lot of money? (laughs) 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 Who has uh, never asked God uh, to help me out of this bad test situation? And um, you still failed because you didn't learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that miracle where you wait for that beam light to touch your mind and you know all the answers. Yeah, people say, I make movies on Yeah, sleeping with the book underneath your head. Yeah, yeah. And then it never happened. And then um, uh, I've even had experiences where I was standing next to dead bodies and I was like, quoting scriptures, you know, in a way to say, God, there is no way for this person to be alive except if you raise them from the dead and then they went there. And then we go on with life, right? We, we experience a bit of failure. And then we have to ask ourselves the question, but why do these things happen? And how do they make me feel? Because there's two options here in life. Well, there's probably more. But for me, out of my personal perspective, there's two options here. There's the one saying that that prayer didn't need to be answered. Or that prayer was a learning curve for me towards who I am and not towards who God is. Now, that's crazy in in, in the sense of, for let's just think about the second one is as we go continue on with life God becomes like the air we know he's there we breathe him but we never really take notice of it and we replace it with different things we struggle with the reality that Israel was struggling with and in a sense we are the same we want something that we and smell and touch and we create idols which are even named idols that could be money could be a sexual reality it could be as funny as eating or um, taking drugs pills or even in my case uh, you can even say um, when you exercise too much you know you you use a substance of anything life can give you to replace a feeling that you desire to have but only God can fall, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's there, everybody understands Yaakov, is Shaman And the question then would be, because everybody has this, everybody has this, who is your king. It could be a who, it could be a what. And you would know in your own life.
if you don't know, maybe this would be a good time to say a small prayer. God, I don't know, this sounds really weird. Oh, it's fun, but say what is your idol? What is your stumbling block? But the reality is like we have to ask ourselves, we've been maybe journeying, walking with God, yet we have asked for a king as well. And with that kingship comes different realities. Things that you need to follow or need to um, accept. Like an easy example would be is like God, I want to make a lot of money. Okay, great. Become a, a doctor, right? And uh, go forward in this and work as hard as you can. But in that, your king becomes, let's say, more the ability to help people than the desire to be a doctor. Because for me, that's two different things. Uh, it becomes a obsession that they're sitting people in front of you every day asking you for help rather than being one that knows that you need to take care of people. Do you understand where I'm going with this metaphor? No, I'll say it. Okay, so to explain this, when you start off, it's awesome and it's great. I have the ability to help people. But let's say after a few months or years, you go sit at the same space where you have the same feeling of this is awesome, I can help people. It's like, People are coming to me because they need my help. What can I say? And, okay, I need to retract myself here as well so that I don't like wander off. So, the reality of this is just to ask yourself who or what has become your king? And in that, what have you accepted to be less? than the value you are as a human being. Because in those choices we make, like Israel, they literally put themselves back into being slaves. To someone that tells them what they need to do and how they need to do it. And now they start to know, now they do what they're good at. They start building walls, they start building temples, they start building again, start making things great and beautiful again. But yet, it comes with consequences. We need to go to war. You need to set out your belongings as an offering to me, which today we call tax. <laughs> yeah. And, but when it came to only God being served by God, there was only abundance in life. But it's like it's when we have thing, when we get things for free, it's like it's weird. Mm. It's like I remember today at the netball they were giving out free water bottles and I said, please don't give me one because I'm not gonna use it. It's like because in in fact I'm confronted with reality, I don't need this because it's free, but actually I don't want it because I I wouldn't work for it. 
one of my metaphors in life is like when I've done when I'm done with a, a cycling race or something like that, some race back you get a water bottle. And it's like my thing, it's like that's my trophy. Mm -hmm. So I get it before and then I put it away and then when I finish the race, then I mean I will use the water bottle. It's okay. like a weird mental thing, you know, it's like you work towards that. Uh, and um, so yeah. I'm going to leave you with that question for now. Just what who is your key? And in this week, try, try to figure that out. Because it's usually when it comes to these realities, we have this perception of God is not part of my life anymore. Which is completely wrong. It's just the way like we think that sometimes our own understanding of God and our sins it brings separation between us and God, but actually it doesn't. Maybe it brings a little bit of cloudiness. We don't understand that when you when you've lost the idea of the understanding that God isn't part of you, like A. And um, in this week, or maybe just tonight before you forget when you go to bed or to, uh, to sleep, just ask God to show Himself this week to you. Now, this is a tricky thing because it's like you need to like completely lose, like leave the handles of the race towards your spirituality, towards your understanding of God. You have to let it go. <laughs> There's a song about that. <laughs> you have to let it go and tell God, show me who you are. It's not that He hasn't done it maybe in many different ways, but it's more of let's learn something new of who you are, of where you have been. Maybe it's in the shadows, maybe it's on the mountain. Maybe it's through kindness or any form. But the, the thing is, I want you to be able to have an open mindset this week. Um, and, and that's the reason why we're going into the stories of the kings. Is to realize that maybe in a way these stories are so relevant for us. is because God is with the kings as well. He's with those who follow the kings. And we are all in the situation and how our lives maybe have a value towards their life or we can learn value from their stories. So ask God to make himself visible for you this week uh, and do it honestly by just saying show me who you are. Yeah, Nick, if I may, just um, help me to see when you show yourself. Yeah. Because I think lots of times he is showing himself to us but we don't see it because it's not where we expect it to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of saying help me to see. As God tried to show himself to Israelites for forty years, promised land, all of those things, God is still today here visible. In fact is if we are willing to see.
Mm, I really had something important to say now. Can I add one thing while you're thinking mm. of the one thing? Um, there was two things. I was just thinking when while you were speaking about um, how we also need things. We need it to be visible and physical, and um, and that's why we give ourselves kings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly the same with the Israelites, and the sad thing is, we do it as well. That in that in our we want it now, even though it has happened 15 times before the, in the yeah. shadow. That 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 doesn't matter because yeah. it's about are oh, you going to do it now? Mm. And I think that's a that's yeah. a sad thing. So that's great thinking about yeah. how he has shown himself to you as well. Yeah. Be patient with God, mm. <laughs> which is going to be interesting to. to it's an interesting reality to accept, to be patient with God. Um, I'm just going to recap, and maybe that will come to me or not. So, when you struggle, or when you experience a frustration, or a, a blocked reality, or whatsoever, remember that God told Moses that I will show you my behind. It's not that he, uh, uh, probably Moses didn't ask him for his uh, behind. <laughs> he asked him for something he can see and feel and touch and show the others. And as you think, and maybe you are reminded in this week of some of the stories of the Israelites and when they came to the reality of asking for a king, is that it will remind you, these stories will continuously remind you to ask God to show himself. Oh yeah, this is what I wanted to say. Because this is the most beautiful reality of it all. He wants to. He has a desire to. Hey, who cool is that? I'm going to pray for us and then there's some more coffee and cookies and your dance at the Lord, sometimes when we, we struggle, we fight, we add, we subtract in many things in our own lives, I pray that you will, in this week, help us to open up our hearts, our eyes, understanding of who you are and I pray Lord that you will show yourself to us that we won't only have prayers of please help my financial statements please help my um, depression my weakness my whatsoever but that we will maybe have a prayer a new prayer this week where we pray God show yourself to me And may whatever you bring, or show, or give, may it open up our hearts, our minds, our eyes, towards your loving care for each one of us, and for everyone around us. We love you, and we thank you. And we pray as we read through the stories of the kings that you will inspire our hearts to read.